Welcome to today's Daily Crypto Take. Today is Wednesday, February 2nd, 2022. Let's take a look at today's charts. At number one, we got BTC at $38,466.64, up 0.53%. Ethereum at number two, $2,758.21, up 2.67%. Tether at number three, $1. At number four, BNB, $382.02, up 1.22%. At number five, USD coin, 99 cents. Cardano at number six, $1.09, cents, up 4.13%. At number seven, Solana, $108.76, cents, up 6.58%. XRP, number eight, $0.62, cents, up 1.40%. Terra at number nine, $52.54, up 0.77%. And last but not least, number 10, Polkadot, $20.01, up 4.13%. Let's look at the crypto fear and greed index. Extreme fear can be a sign that investors are too worried. That could be a buying opportunity. And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for a correction. So we got today is fear at 28. Yesterday was fear at 26. Last week was extreme fear at 23. And last month was fear at 29. Let's look at our five articles today. Article number one is... Bitcoin owners expect a rebound to $55,000 in six months, study finds. Article number two, Jack Dorsey says VCs really own Web3 and Web3 boosters are really and are pretty bad about it. Article number three is Bitcoin bullish signal, number of wallets with non-zero balance exceeds 40 million. Article number four, first mover Asia, crypto prices rise with investors' appetite for risk. And last but not least, the main article today is the NFT ecosystem is a complete disaster. So before we get into the articles, just want to say thank you so much for taking your precious time out of your day to listen in to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Again, you can catch me on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. And if you're in the YouTube space, please like, share, and subscribe. Helps me out greatly. All right, everyone, let's get into it. Article number one is Bitcoin owners expect a rebound to $55,000 in six months, study finds. Bitcoin has lost about 45% of its value from its record high in November, but it didn't dampen some retail investors' interest as they expect the price to bounce back and are buying the dip, a new study finds. Roughly 21% of U.S. adults surveyed by data intelligence provider Morning Consult were considering buying Bitcoin, BTC, as of January 24th, when the cryptocurrency traded at as low as $32,983. According to a Tuesday report, the rate is unchanged from that at the beginning of November when Bitcoin climbed to its all-time high of $68,991, report shows. That means consumers have so far proved less nervous about Bitcoin's price drop this time around compared with last summer when its price plummeted. Charlotte Principato, Managing Director at Morning Consult, wrote in the report, during Bitcoin's last sell-off, the share of U.S. adults who were considering purchasing the crypto declined to 13% in July from 17% in May, the survey found. Bitcoin price for the past year shows, despite the recent downturn, Bitcoin owners on average expect the crypto's price to rise to around $55,223 in six months. According to the report, people who hold more than $500 in Bitcoin are the most bullish, expecting the crypto to climb to $62,439 in the next six months. In contrast, U.S. adults on average, including those who don't own the digital asset, believe that the Bitcoin's price will be at around $27,136 for the same period. 
In fact, most buyers invest in Bitcoin because they think the price will rise, not because they believe in the technology or promise of digital assets. With 70% of those surveyed citing making money as their major reason for investing, the study found. Generally speaking, Bitcoin investors tend to be more tolerant to risk and are four times more likely to accept financial risks than the general population, according to Morning Consult's report. So there you guys have it. What do you think about this article? It says here, Bitcoin owners expect a rebound to $55,000 in six months study fines. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right, article number two. Jack Dorsey says VCs really own Web3 and Web3 boosters are pretty mad about it. Habanero Jack Dorsey did some spicy tweets last night. The Twitter founder and Block CEOs tweeted out some thoughts on crypto and Web3 that managed to exasperate some of the idea's biggest boosters. This wasn't the kind of Web3 criticism we've seen time and again. Uh, Dorsey didn't come at them with a right-clicker mentality or anything so trivial. Instead, Dorsey went for the metaphorical jugular. He said, users don't actually own Web3 which is a movement that prides itself on decentralization and community. In reality, Dorsey said, it's big venture capital firms like Anderson Horowitz, which has dedicated more than $3 billion to investments in the space and has made investments in several dozen crypto companies, including OpenSea and CryptoKitties, NBA Top Shot creator Dapper Labs, and that will control these new web systems. This was basically a double whammy in terms of Web3 criticism, even if it, his tweet might be entirely unintelligible to people who are fortunate enough to not be following the daily Web3 arguments on Twitter. To break it down, Web3 acolytes say blockchains and cryptocurrency systems will allow users to own the next generation of connected games, apps, and services instead of giving up all the power and profit to Web 2.0 giants like Google, Facebook, Amazon, and Microsoft. That might mean owning a voting share in the next big social network. Yes, this is a thing you can already do. Or owning a digital item in some upcoming game, which you could then transfer to another game or resell to another player. The belief is that it will revolutionize the internet by again letting everyone and not just big companies earn money and have control over the things they do online. So far, uh, Dorsey, to say that you don't really own anything in Web3 is to argue that the entire promise of Web3 is a lie. And by pointing a finger at Anderson Horowitz, Dorsey both hit some of the biggest companies in the space and would seem to dismiss Chris Dixon, a partner at Anderson Horowitz, who tweets incessantly about how great Web3 is and has become one of the movement's leading voices. So, here, what we think about is, no, wait, he's definitely dismissing Chris Dixon. Later, Elon tossed an alley-oop, and, which Jack probably used to dunk on Anderson Horowitz, which is also known as 16Z. Once again, has anyone seen Web3? I can't find it. And Jack says, it's somewhere between A and C. <laughs> Dorsey also criticized the Wall Street Journal for using them as a leading example in story about Web3 fans trying to revolutionize the internet. I have nothing to do with Web3, he wrote, adding that the journal used his name for clicks. Seriously. Side note, it is very funny for the co-founder and former CEO of Twitter to complain about clickbait headlines. Anyway, it is true that Dorsey is a big blockchain and crypto fan. His current Twitter bro and bio is just hashtag Bitcoin. He renamed Square to Block. He started working on a decentralized alternative to Twitter inside of Twitter. 
but he clearly sees a difference between Web3 and Bitcoin. So here, uh, this is our seed criticism. Here are fair and something Web3 creators need to contend with. Any system that creates and haves and have-nots on the web is going to centralize power in certain people and groups. Whether there's early movers or people who already have plenty of power, money, under more traditional systems. So just look at NFTs. If you're lucky enough to buy into Ethereum early, then you could spend a bunch of buy board ape with your board ape. You could get early access to buy an Adidas NFT. Now you can resell your Adidas NFT for three times the mint price, adding more money to your bank account entirely because power is being centralized toward the already powerful people in the space. So as for Bitcoin, which has a different kind of ownership structure, Dorsey is a lot more bullish. Cardi B, do you think crypto is going to replace the dollar? Jack says, yes, Bitcoin will. So update, Dorsey's trolling continued on Tuesday with the quote tweet of a deeply embarrassing political cartoon that basically makes his point even more succinctly. His mentions continue to be filled with upset Web3 fans. And it shows here Web3 spewing garbage into Silicon Valley VCs and retail is drinking the droplets. Wow. So what do you guys think about this article? Comment down below. Jack Dorsey says VCs really own Web3 and Web3 boosters are pretty mad about it. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right. Article number three. Bitcoin bullish signal. Number of wallets with non-zero balance exceeds 40 million. So on-chain data shows the number of Bitcoin wallets with a non-zero balance has a set a new all-time high about 40 million. Number of Bitcoin wallets with non-zero balance hits new all-time high. As per the latest weekly report from Glassnode, the number of BTC wallets that hold a non-zero amount of coins has now reached an all-time high of around 40.16 million. The number of wallets with a non-zero balance is an indicator that looks at each address on the chain and tells us how many of them currently hold some amount of Bitcoin. When the value of this metric goes down, it means investors have started to purge their wallets as they pull out of the market. This trend may be seen following a crash in the price of the crypto. On the other hand, when the indicator moves up, it implies more investors are entering the market as they are filling up fresh wallets with some amount. So here are some of the charts that show the number of BTC wallets with a non-zero balance has changed over the past five years. It has steadily been going up. And as you can see in the above graph, the number of Bitcoin addresses that are holding some value has been going up since a while now and has now set an all-time high above 40 million. This uptrend in the indicator has continued despite the crash in the price of the crypto since it set the 69K all-time high. This trend is different from what was observed following the 2017 and 2021 tops. There, as the price crashed down, a wallet purge also took place as investors exited the Bitcoin market. 2017 especially saw a very large-scale exit of such wallets, while 2021's purge was relatively smaller in comparison. It seems the current trend is more similar to the 2019 bear market, where the metric was continued to go up to the, despite the price tumbling down. This could be a bullish sign for the price of Bitcoin in the long term as holders not leaving the market despite a three-month downtrend shows that more hold more conviction in the crypto. BTC price at the time of writing, BTC price floats around 38.3K, up 5% in the last seven days. The below chart shows the trend in the price of BTC over the past five days. So here, what do you think about this article? Comment down below and let me know what you guys think.
Bitcoin bullish signal. Number of whales and wallets with non-zero balance exceeds 40 million. All right. Before we head back into the round two of the articles, just want to say thank you so much to all my supporters. Please DM me if you want any news in upcoming updates. And if you catch me on Apple, Spotify, Google, please leave a review. It does help out the channel and Dave's Daily Crypto Take on YouTube. Like, share, and subscribe. All right. Let's keep on going, guys. Article number four. First mover, Asia. Crypto prices rise with investors' appetite for risk. Bitcoin and most major altcoins were in the green, although trading was lighter than on Monday. So market moves. Bitcoin opened February higher. China's crypto community remains active after all. Technicians take sideways trading between 35 and 40K. BTC could persist this week as long-term momentum fades. And uh, here, prices are 38,000 Ether at 2,800 and markets at S&P 500 at 4,546, DJIA at 35,405, NASDAQ at 13,346, and gold at 1,801. So market moves. First, Bitcoin started February, a seasonally strong month for speculative assets in green as investors seemed ready to increase their exposure to risk assets. At the time of publication, the oldest cryptocurrency was trading at a little below 39K, up about 1% over the past 24 hours. According to Coindesk data, Ether, the second biggest cryptocurrency by market capitalization, was up $2,800, a more than 4% gain over the same time period. According to Danny Chong, co-founder of Binance Smart Chain-based yield-enhancing asset tracker Trenchness, new investors, whether retail or institutional, may have entered the crypto market amid the lower prices in recent weeks. Compared to the traditional financial market, the crypto market is significantly smaller in market, enabling modest changes to create a more noticeable impact, Chong said via a representative. With a rapid support at current levels as well as added liquidity from the new and current users, a market rebound can happen relatively quickly as market sentiments turn positive. Data compiled by Coindesk shows that Bitcoin's trading volume across major centralized exchanges on Tuesday was slightly lower than a day ago. As mentioned in previous First Mover Asia columns, major Asian markets are expecting a slowdown this week because many traders and investors are taking time off for the Chinese New Year hyphen Lunar New Year celebrations. So here, while crypto trading and mining are banned in China, a well-known actor in China mentioned a random token during China's Spring Festival Gala, reportedly the world's most watched television program, and the token's price rose by as much as 10 times within hours. Its price since then has dropped significantly. The occurrence shows that despite many crypto observers believing China's market is dead, especially after exchanges such as Huobi removed mainland China users, Many people in China are still active in the crypto community. So what's the take for the technician? Bitcoin BTC is holding support above 37K, albeit within a narrow trading range. The cryptocurrency is up slightly over the past 24 hours, up 3% over the past week. Buyers will need to make a decisive move above the 40K resistance level in order to pause the intermediate term downtrend from November. For now, the relative strength index on the four-hour chart, four chart is approaching overbought territory, which typically precedes a brief pullback in price. Additionally, the downward sloping 100-period moving average on the four-hour chart could limit price gains over the short term. 
on the daily chart. However, the RSI continues to rise from oversold levels, and which means buyers could remain active above the 35 to 37K support zone. The wide range of support suggests sideways trading could persist this week, especially given weak momentum on longer term charts. So what are some important events? Well, there's the OPEC meeting, Eurostate Consumer Price Index, Australia Industry Group Performance of Construction Index, Commonwealth Bank of Australia Bank Services, and Japan Foreign Investment in Japan Stocks. So here you guys are. What do you guys think about these headlines and these news? Comment down below and let me know what you guys think about this. Here, first mover Asia and crypto prices rise with investors' appetite for risk. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right, article number five, the last article, the main topic. The NFT ecosystem is a complete disaster. Top marketplaces facilitate epic amounts of theft and wash trading. Scams are rampant and the cringe is unbearable. So can it last? For the past year, as NFTs have breached spectacular and speculative heights, we've seen a growing amount of skepticism. The most recent wave was touched off by a 138-minute video essay by Canadian media critic Dan Olson that condemned NFTs and other blockchain-based technologies as fundamentally broken and unworkable. In just over a week, it's garnered more than 3 million views on YouTube. Regardless of your perspective on the video, it's hard to deny that there is a lot of bullish and percolating when it comes to NFTs. Even hardcore Bitcoiners agree, and despite what the loudest NFT boosters insist, the beatings have continued and morale has not improved. Anyway, you cut it, the NFT ecosystem as it stands is a disaster. Take OpenSea, the most popular marketplace for NFTs. Last week, OpenSea suddenly limited the number of times users could mint NFTs for free on its platform because over 80% that were created with the tool were plagiarized works, fake collections, and spam. It reversed that decision within 24 hours. However, after outcry from NFT project developers in our recent Guardian piece, diving into the platform struggles with fraud and theft, OpenSea tried to minimize the severity of the problem and claimed it took enforcement action against 3,500 NFT collections every week, or about 0.175% of its 2 million total collections. But when nearly all of the NFT collections created for free on a platform are spam or stolen works, one wonders if OpenSea is now caught in an art thievery quagmire of its own making. For artists on DeviantArt, which holds over 500 million pieces of digital art, the problem has gotten so bad that the platform implemented a fraud alert system that scans the Ethereum blockchain for NFT copies of artwork. DeviantArt has issued 80,000 alerts since August 2021. Double, doubting, doubling to no, October to November, then increasing by 300% from November to mid-December. OpenSea's busiest uh, and buzziest uh, competitor looks rare. is fraught with another serious problem, wash trading, a normally illegal type of market manipulation that inflates trade volume and value by buying and selling an asset to oneself or among an organized group. So looks rare, financially rewards users for their trading volume, which predictably led to people uh, gaming the system just this week. It surpassed OpenSea to trade volume thanks to what crypto analytics firm CryptoSlam estimated to be $8.3 billion worth of wash trading. 
approximately 87% of its total trading volume since launching on January 10th. And Decrypt reported on January 12th, the Looks Rare Twitter account retweeted a thread discussing and defending wash trading on the platform, commenting, discuss. These are not isolated incidents. However, forms of self-dealing among an elite are also baked into the market and the history of how it got so big in the first place. So take Vinesh Vasudharasan, a collector known as Meta Koban, who purchased a $69 million Beeple NFT that touched off one of the earliest hype cycles around the digital assets. Meta Koban is the financier of MetaPurse a Singapore-based investment firm that earlier this year listed its mission as to democratize assets and ownership to artwork. Metapurse has bought 20 Beeple NFTs for virtual museums, a soundtrack, and consolidated all into the NFT bundle that offers fractionalized ownership through 10 million B20 tokens. Beeple, as it turns out, happens to be a business partner of MetaCoven and owns 2% of all B20 tokens, while MetaCoven owns another 59%. Or consider some of the conclusions of a landmark October study published in Nature analyzing 6.1 million trades encompassing 4.7 million NFTs since 2017. Top 10% of traders account for nearly 90% of all transactions. This group trades 97% of all NFTs at least once. And the greatest predictor of any NFT's value isn't its appearance, but its previous price points. None of this sounds like a functional market so much as a mad grab for profit. The front of enthusiasm combined with the market's weak infrastructure, most projects are run from Discord, a chat platform for video games, has also led to a spectacular amount of scams and hacks targeting investors. NFTs are regularly used to raise money for dubious projects that end in spectacular failures or in sudden rug pull where anonymous founders make off with everyone's money. The Evolved Apes NFT project raised millions to help develop a fighting game and project and cover project-related expenses only for founding developer Evil Ape to disappear with $2.7 million. Big Daddy Apes Club's creator stole $1.3 million worth of tokens on Solana. Blockfirst and an unofficial Minecraft NFT project sold out 10,000 NFTs in a few minutes before its creators disappeared with over $1.2 million worth of tokens. All of this is just scratching the surface. Besides nefarious developers, NFT buyers have to worry about an unending stream of scammers who, for example, pose as crypto wallet support staff only to drain said wallet and the NFTs inside. Or if you approve the wrong smart contract, say on a rather legitimate looking website set up by thieves, goodbye to your apes. You can get screwed even without a hacker coming for you. If you slip up even a little bit, recently a bunch of people had their valuable NFTs swept up for dirt cheap because of a flaw in how OpenSea handles listing and relisting NFTs and how those listings are broadcast and then fulfilled elsewhere. So the core problem isn't the size of the theft or the fraud, though these are worrying because they don't pose a risk to anyone outside of the crypto community. For now, what is concerning and could lead to development of systemic issues, however, is that no scandal, exploit, error, bug, or scam is yet big enough to temper the manic insistence that NFTs represent the future of digital assets and their ownership. If anything, NFTs are being used to propose increasingly more nebulous, abstract, and unwieldy categories of objects and goods and services. 
and all this develops, we are forced to suffer more obtrusive attempts to entice us. NFT advertisements during the World Series and billboards plastered across major cities, an NFT collection from a former first lady, Jimmy Fallon, and Paris Hilton boosting their board yet NFTs and cryptocurrency payment company MoonPay in a strained advertisement on Fallon's Tonight Show, which was teased on Twitter earlier that day by MoonPay. All of this and more just to increase the value of a digital asset primarily held by a small group of corporations, celebrities, and wealthy individuals that will enrich them even further. That there are now multiple projects promising to give you ownership of a color, even promising royalties from every NFT that uses your color, shows just how far down the bottom of the idea barrel we're now scraping here. And although boosters will point out that NFT prices in crypto have remained fairly stable, even as price of the underlying asset ETH has crashed, that is likely because the underlying price has crashed. It's a fire sale, low key. This is all a major problem concerning how many of the boosters and advocates for NFTs also believe they'll play an integral role in the coming of Web3 and the metaverse to nebulously define technologies that don't currently exist but are so revolutionary in their supposed potential that the real value of NFTs lies in the future role. Whatever that is and the main issues plaguing the space now will somehow disappear. NFTs are the bridge to the metaverse and facilitate identity, community, and social experiences in the metaverse. Opens one December blog post by Binance, the world's first and largest cryptocurrency exchange in January, a blog post by OpenSea boasted that last year we saw the world awaken to the idea that NFTs represent the basic building blocks for brand new peer-to-peer economies. So NFTs, it goes on to urge and argue would yield greater freedom and ownership over digital goods, as well as facilitate the creation of powerful interoperable applications. All this falls in line with Coinbase's own blog scrying the meaning of Web3 and its defining feature of ownership. Web3 gives users full ownership over their content, data, and assets via blockchains, and it empowers users to read, write, and own. So there you guys have it. What do you think about this article? Basically, it says here, the NFT ecosystem is a complete disaster. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right, let's take a look at the prices one last time before we head out. At number one, we got BTC at $38,474. Ethereum at $2,760. Tether at $1. BNB, $382.11. USD coin, $0.99. Cents. Uh, Cardano, $1.09. Solana, $109.44. XRP, $0.62. Cents. Terra, $52. And last but not least, Polkadot at $20. So there you guys have it. Thank you so much for making this far into the podcast. I appreciate all the love, help, and support. Again, this is Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Catch me on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And if you're in the YouTube space, please like, share, and subscribe. Other than that, I hope you guys have a great crypto day, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.